I can't believe that you get nervous talking. Yeah, um, I don't get nervous performing, but when it comes like talking, I get um, really nervous um, because like uh, I have like a like a, um, a stutter, and I get embarrassed with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like sometimes it's hard to like because my brain's going like 50 miles per hour, yeah. and like I'm like okay. What do I say now? Like, I, I, like, what am I? <laughs> like, what you know? Like, it's. Yeah. it's to me, always... it happens when I, because when I came to America and then I started learning English, mm-hmm. I would have that a little bit of that where I'm trying to think mm-hmm. and I'm thinking double because I'm thinking in Spanish and then I have to think in English and mm-hmm. then I have to say it. So I would like get stuck, and it got better. I guess in college after you have to talk and talk and talk, mm-hmm. it got a little bit better. But when I see you perform, it's like you have no problem. So. Yeah, I always get that because like I would mention like yeah like I'm scared of talking sometimes and I'm like really yeah dude it's especially like public speaking like I can't mm-hmm. like <laughs> like I like I, I it just makes me so nervous like oh my god but most people are afraid of that what do you think you're afraid of that if you like to perform why are you like it's just I've just been like when I was little like six or seven like I remember. I would just like would love to perform in front of people like a crowd and just like sing and yeah and it has always been my passion so being able to do that like I and doing it in front of people like I really enjoyed doing that but when it came to public speaking like for example like when I went to high school back in Tampa we would sometimes have to do like public speaking or like doing a slideshow, I would like freeze up. Like I, I, cause like I can't, can't, sometimes I can't like form words sometimes. Like I just like, I'm like, what do I say? And like, yeah, but I'm getting better at it. Like now, since I've been doing like interviews since this whole music career has started for me, since I've been doing like some interviews, I've gotten better at it. Yeah, well I think the beauty of it is that now it doesn't even, it, it almost doesn't matter anymore. I think we like the original version of the person more than the interview version of mm-hmm. the person. Does that happen to you? Like, it happens to me. Like, it most happens of, to me sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I want to be so genuine, but then something in the back of your head, I don't know why when you're, because you are talking, but you're also like performing because mm-hmm. like, like I told you, people want to sound smart. Yeah. So they're saying all these things. Now, when you go on stage and you perform, what is it about that first like three minutes like the the first song how does that feel like before well before i go on stage Mm -hmm. like a flip switches in my brain like okay it's like performing time like i'm a completely different person when i walk up on that stage i'm like all right let's do this like let's pretend it's going to be like your last show you got to make it big no matter what Basically, that's it. Like, like, I have that mindset, like, okay, this is going to be your last show. Make it absolutely amazing. Make it where people will never forget it. Um, No, yeah, like, performing, going back on, like, the performing as a kid. Like, I remember when I was a little kid, like, I literally talked about this on the the last interview. Like, uh, when because we have a beach house back in Tampa. Like I would go down stairs and like I 
would just walk around the beach while my family is like on the other side. I would just walk like like random people and it would be like, and I would be like, hey, my name is Gabriela Valdez and I like performing and here is how I sing. I would like randomly like sing in front of these random people and they'll be like, oh my God. And then my parents are like, Get your ass over here! Like, come on, come over here! Because it would be like petrified because I'm like talking to like, like, not talking, like singing in front of like random strangers. They're like, come on, like, come over here! Like, they'll be like, oh, they'll be like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, and all that stuff. Like, I just vividly remember that as a kid. And like, just. How old were you? Like six or seven. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I vividly remember that. And like, now looking back, I'm like, wow, that's cool. Crazy how I've been doing that since wow well, six or seven. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, like I also remember because when I was six or seven, uh, my dad would sometimes play piano at our house, like our old house in Tampa, and he would sometimes play it. And I would just notice him, be like, "Hey, what are you playing?" And he was like, "Oh, this and that." And I just sing along with him and like literally that's when I knew that I wanted to do this like I wanted to be a singer I wanted to be an artist and just ever since then I've just been trying to make it big so when was the first time you stepped into like a recording studio to actually like work on a song for you I think the first time with a song, I'm, I think it was, I recorded my first song in the studio when I was probably 10 or 11 because I was a part wow. of a, a singing and dance group back in Tampa. I started doing it when I was like six, seven or eight. And sometimes we would have to like record stuff for like the tracks that we were singing. Mm -hmm. And they would ask like the kids like, oh, like sing this part. I was seeing that part and they would just ask me to record like a, like a snippet of me. But when did you actually went to do like a solo, like your own song? How, how was that process of getting to that? I think I was 15. At first I was like, oh my God, I've been always wanting to do this. Mm -hmm. This is amazing. And like when it first happened, I was like, oh my God, I want to be here forever. Like this is like amazing. I love the recording studio. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 15, I think. Definitely yeah. 15. Do um, you like it better, like going to the studio and recording or going on stage and performing? That's a hard question. <laughs> that's a hard question because I love them. I love them. I, I can't choose. I'm, I can't. I can't choose. But both of them, like, I absolutely love doing. Yeah. Like, that's probably my two favorite things, what I love about this artist type thing that's been going on yeah. and stuff and singing well, you're finishing the the album the, the new album it's done mastered now you're going on promotion tell me about that process and because you just finished something how does it feel now uh how long did you spend like working on this project and what are your feelings like right now where you're about to like share with everyone it feels absolutely amazing because like I've always, as a kid, I've always thought, oh my God, one day I'm gonna make like an album. Like it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. And like seeing it now, I'm like, oh my God, I did that, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, it took probably like a year to make. 
Probably. Um, the first song I remember was Out of Control. Uh, we had to change my style a bit because at first it was more rock and blues and we had to modernize that a bit. Why is that? Because like, I, I don't know, because for some odd reason, the music that I was putting out, like the rock and blues stuff, mm -hmm. it wasn't going on radios. It wasn't picking up anything. You but know? do you love it though? I love it. I love it. I love it. But for some reason, to put your music and, um, how do you phrase this? Um, to like go mainstream? To go mainstream. You got to modernize your stuff a bit, mm -hmm. I feel like, especially my age group. Because not a lot of my age group listens to like yeah. rock. But I feel like you're like an old soul. Because <laughs> yes. when I. When I, we met, we met at, at that event and then I went and checked out their songs and I was like, oh my God, this girl has a voice of like nobody else. <laughs> and then I went and saw you perform at the City Hotel and it was like, it's almost like you are someone who has been through a lot in her life mm -hmm. and you have this voice that is so deep and like, like an old woman, like you have an old soul. <laughs> Like, you're not a kid singing, like, when you're on stage. It, you have, like, a, a depth to it. And I understand the commercial side of it. Like, I live in that world all the time. Like, we have to put out content and we have to look at what people like. And you want to be a big star. So, of course, you have to modernize. But I wonder, is there, like, a place in between? How, how are you accepting, okay, this is what people like. This is what I want. Is there a balance there? Are you going all in to go for the mainstream? Or are you trying to keep a little bit of what you like? How are you thinking about that process? When we were making the album, I was telling myself, like, we got to at least put, like, a little bit of what I did. Because, like, we just got it. Because my fans, the reason why they followed me is because of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I still want to show people that music that they love like my fans that they love. And some of the songs that I've written on the album, because there's some songs that I didn't write, but there's some songs that I did that showcase a lot of the old sound that I had. And I was really happy I was able to put those songs on the album, because there, there was one that wasn't supposed, to, wasn't supposed to be on the album, but I was like, hey, listen, we gotta put this one on the album, because people are loving this one, because I posted it, this one was called, um, one of the songs was called Pushin', and I put it on my Instagram and on my TikTok, and people were like, oh my god, this one's so good, like, you gotta put this out. And at the time, it wasn't on the album. It wasn't. And I was like, guys, we gotta get the fans what they want, you know? We gotta put this song on the album, and we ended up doing it. Um, and I'm so happy I was able to, because it showcases my old sound and I love that. And for all the songs, like we, we put like snippets of my old Of, of that like old soul. Yeah. yeah, you need that, Bella. Like you yeah. have to bring that up because I think that's very unique from you. So do you take uh, influence from anyone specific? Like who's like your, your hero when it comes to singing? Oh, I have a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will have to say, um, Etta James, Billie Holiday, 
uh, Amy Winehouse, Janis Joplin. Um, yeah, I definitely get Amy Winehouse vibes from, mm -hmm. from your music. I get them, but yeah, people say that a lot. It's so yeah. funny. <laughs> um, definitely Aretha Franklin, uh, Freddie Mercury, just a bunch of those classics. You yeah. Know? Now, with Amy Winehouse, she had like a terrible story and everything that happened and all that. Mm -hmm. How was how did you feel when that was happening when that was going down? Did were you like how old were you when like she died? Well, I was like very very young. Yeah. Cause like wait how did she, when did she die like what year? Yeah. Don't remember the exact year. Have you seen her documentary? Yes, it was the one with Amy. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, I I like cried. It was. I it was, I cried. It was, <laughs> wow. It was, wow. No, yeah, her her story was very. Very heartbreaking. Yeah. She surrounded herself with like so many bad people, especially the boyfriend and the dad. Mm -hmm. mm -mm. I'm never letting that stuff happen to me ever. No. So you're really lucky that you have your dad and mm -hmm. he's always there pushing you and helping you. Like you're very fortunate that you have that. I, I don't have my dad here in America. I haven't had my dad here for over over a decade now. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm still in touch with him, like, okay. uh, he's in Cuba. Tell me about your relationship with your dad. Aww. And he's <laughs> no, sitting right there. <laughs> um, well, I mean, he influenced my music taste. I remember I would be in the car driving to school and, like, he would play, like, all these classics. Like, I remember, oh, my God, I remember... I was in a Catholic school and I vividly remember this is such a funny story um, he would play like highway to hell in front of the priest and it was hilarious hilarious and like he would play Slipknot no way the car. yes it was so funny um, but like me and him we always had sort of a bond for music because like he influenced me with classic rock blues basically who i am as an artist today you know because mm -hmm. not because of that music because of that music i am that artist today and i'm just forever grateful for that yeah um what about your relationship like outside of music how does that dynamic work <laughs> he's a little bit of a hot-headed dude <laughs> yeah he really is no we get along very well yeah yeah, we have like a little like bickering, which is funny. <laughs> like we joke around a lot. Like we definitely joke around a lot. We always laughs, shits and giggles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you, uh, right now you live here in LA and all that. How was that transition coming from Florida, moving here with your dad and all of that? How has that experience like kind of changed you? It was definitely hard moving from Florida to LA because it's very different. Like Florida and like LA are complete, complete opposite. Like I feel like like Tampa's more laid back, and LA's like, move, 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 move. You need to do this. Well, move, move, move. Yeah. You know. Like I feel like whenever I go back there, it's like a, a vacation. You know what I'm saying? But then when here, like it's like, you got you. Yeah, you, you gotta, gotta get to work. You gotta get back to work. Um, yeah, it was definitely hard leaving my friends and family behind, especially my. My mom, my sister, and my, my, my twin brother was 
it was like really hard and my friends because at the time when I was moving it was my junior year of high school and I was just about to be a senior and um, leaving my friends was hard but I had to do what I love like I had to move out here to make music was it your decision or did you have to convince your dad to like go do this or was he pushing you to like hey let's you got a child let's do it so I had to so we had to sit down and talk about it because the label was like hey I think it would be better if your daughter moved out here and we're like okay let's talk about this mm -hmm. if we should do this and we ended up doing it but it was when we got when I got signed we had to like had a lot of conversations about it because it was a big deal like this was my first like li like record label and like it was like it's crazy so we had to sit down a lot and talk about this like big change you know because it's, it's it's a big it's really big so how does it work and i'm asking this question for new artists that are trying to get signed or, and hoping that that happens for them I know it's not like a magical one. They come and they make you famous and they give you a bunch of money and now you're a singer. Like I know it doesn't work like that. So talk a little bit about that, starting with the label. What does that entail? What's the process like? So when they first uh, found me, it was actually through TikTok. Okay. And um, it was, I remember it was uh, me and Mr. Jones, but okay. Amy Winehouse song. Okay. And they reached out to us and we're like, oh my God, we love your daughter. We will want you to fly out here for a week and we have a couple of songs for you. So how many followers did you have at the time? At the time I had, I think, a thousand. A thousand followers? 10,000, I think. 10,000. 10,000, okay. I think. I actually really don't remember, but it was somewhere on like the low. Yeah. And was that video like blowing up and getting like a bunch of views or just oh, random? Yeah, it was. Um, but what really took me off was this cover I did, um, Icy Red, which got like yeah. 42 million views. On like, TikTok? Yes, and yeah. nine, it was nine million likes. It was crazy, crazy. And that's when like, I literally got like a million followers and like, just because of that video. Just because of one Just video. because of that video. I mean, you you did crush it. I I love the I play the music video a lot <laughs> on YouTube. You did really good on that Thank song. Thank you, I appreciate it. How did you like? Tell me about that then. Like, were you just like planning so, to do that, or? So during that time, it was a pandemic. I was back in like 2020. Um, I was bored out of my mind because we were like, we had to stay at our homes. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make a TikTok and I'm gonna be doing covers just for fun. And I would do these covers in like the back of my uh, house, like with the, it was like in, uh, at a pool deck that we had. Like you would see like the, like the scene of like the, the, uh, the palm trees, mm -hmm. just to not tell like you're in Florida and stuff, which is funny. Um, <laughs> but uh, I would do these covers old, like outside and people loved it. Like, absolutely loved it um and like one day i was like oh my god this song i see red is going really viral tiktok why not me give a go on this song like, let me put my own spin on it you know because mm -hmm. i didn't see a lot of people cover this song because i know the sound was was um 
viral on TikTok, but I haven't seen no one cover the song. And after I covered it, people started doing it. It was, it became like a trend. Um, but I remember like overnight, it got like 2 million like, like likes. Wow. It was just, it was just like so overwhelming because I would get like 100,000 a day, like 200,000, 300,000, 400,000. 500,000. How did you feel? Like, I was like, like, what is going on? This is like crazy. Like, I was like in shock. Cause like, I would have never thought this would happen. Was that before or after the label? This was after, this was at, like during the time that I started becoming like a part of the label. Actually, wait, this was when I wasn't signed to them, but like I was thinking of signing to them. That was the best time ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah it was so surreal to me because i've always wanted this i always wanted my voice to be heard throughout everywhere and seeing that was like absolutely amazing i i loved it like how did your friends react to that they're like oh my gosh she's going viral oh my god um uh yeah like uh it was everyone was freaking out like my whole family was like oh my god like i literally saw you on my for you page oh my god and then not only that is I get noticed in the public on the street like on the street like i remember like it, this was actually in tampa like i was just going in urban outfitters and like uh -huh. i was gonna get something and um and this and the cashier was like wait you're bella aren't you i was like you know me <laughs> i was like you know me and like she was and he was, she was like yeah i know you you're the girl that's saying icy man i was like and then, like, I was like, what? Like, people are not noticing me in public now? Like, this is crazy. And then another thing that happened was I was in Venice with my mom. Like, my mom, like, was freaking out when this happened. Like, this guy rolled down his window while driving. He was like, here, Bella! And rolled back down the window. And I was like, what just happened? And my mom was, like, freaking out because she was like, oh, my God, what was that? And stuff. And I was like, oh my god no because it's crazy how people like know me like it's it's so surreal surreal like i was like i'm like dude is that something that you always wanted like to oh, be yeah. famous always ever since i was yeah a wee little girl why because i it was just like a it was like a passion of mine ever since like i just just always been there yeah. you know isn't it strange how you have that feeling since you were a kid and how other people might see that as a bad thing and to me i see it as like you need that like if you don't have that desire to be recognized it's almost like you're missing something that is necessary mm -hmm. to be able to go through the hard work of like doing all the work that you have to do to actually be recognized I remember one of my friends, I used to like do music when I was a teenager too. Really? Yeah, I used oh to, God. in Havana, I used to rap, we had a boy band, <laughs> yes. the whole thing. Because uh, I've always loved music. I realized early on that I like visual things more, so that's why I went with film. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we had our music video. We were oh my God, 14. I can't even imagine. You're not going to see it. <laughs> <laughs> we were like 14 and my one of my best friends that's something that we used to talk about a lot it's like we we needed that and i see that you have that like 
when I saw you perform, like I could tell like she has the it. Do you think that that is something that can be taught? Does that, can you pass that on to, to people? I mean, I mean, people say no, people say yes. What do you think? I mean, it's either you're born with it or not. Yeah. I mean, that's what I think. But it can't, I, I feel like it can be taught, but at the same time, I feel like a certain part definitely has to be born with Yeah, it. you have to be born with it. Mm -hmm. uh, in your case, you grew up in, in Havana. Your dad is Cuban, like you have that in you. Tell me about that that side of, of life. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Like, I, when I always come back to to Tampa, I mean, to Florida, like, sometimes we would visit our family in Miami, and it's just like, it's just like a warm hug to me, because seeing them makes me so happy, and just reminds me of, like, like, my amazing culture. Like, it's so cool, mm -hmm. you know? Like, like I, like, I would love the food, I would love the dancing, I would love just everything, you know? Like, I remember we would go there for New Year's in Miami and just like have such a fun time. Because I feel like us Cubans always have the best time. Like, yeah, we do. Like we do. <laughs> <laughs> we always have the best time. And I absolutely love that, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's another thing that I miss about Florida is my family. Because just like, yeah, and I would always remember loving like my abuela's food, like just love the little Cuban dishes that she would have made for me. And it's just, I just miss that sometimes, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I really do miss that. Well, now you have some more Cubans here in California. <laughs> yeah. And it was hilarious. We met at, at that uh, red carpet and it was like, oh, you're Cuban. You're Cuban? <laughs> you're Cuban. Uh and then we all start screaming and uh we start dancing on the red carpet and all that that was really fun so now you have been here in la for a while and things are picking up for you you have the new album coming up what are you excited about and i thought no forget that question that's a boring question what are you nervous about what i'm nervous about probably what my fans would think of this album because it's definitely it's very uh what should i call it it's very different to what i normally did mind you like it was mostly like blues and rock but now it's more modernized and like another twist to it um which i'm like curious about how these people react are you afraid they're not gonna like it oh no i don't think so you think they're gonna like I it i think they're gonna love it either way but I'm, I'm nervous on how people are going to think about it. But I feel like people are really going to love this album. Do you have someone that you work with that, you know, like that person that you have a song ready and you want to know whether it's good or not and you send it to them? Like, do you have anyone like that in your career, like in your life? Mm. Not really. Wait, say that question again. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm wondering if you have that friend or that person that you look up to that when you have a song and it's, it's ready, you, f you might feel like it's good, but then you have that person that you can send it to that they're going to tell you straight whether it's good or not, whether you're like, you can do better or not. Like, do you have that person? My dad. Your dad? 
Yeah. Because I feel like he does know best about that. Yeah. And he tells you straight. like. Oh, he tri tells me straight up. He's like, especially when whenever I do covers and stuff, I'm like, hey, what do you think of this? Mm -hmm. Like, he'd be like, oh, that's good. But then, like, he'd be like, oh, like, like mess with the, the audio a bit, and then it'll be all correct and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then he would also do that with my originals also. when Because sometimes he'd even go to the recording studio mm -hmm. and would say some stuff. Um, but definitely him, and um, I always um, go to my friends too, because they're my age, and I want my age group to love these songs, because that's the that's the um, the goal. Like I want people my age to like these songs, because I have like a variety of like age and my fans, but most of them are older. Some of them, most of the time, they're older, and I want to reach my audience, like my my age group. And so sometimes I go to my friends and be like, "Hey, what do you think of this song from the album?" And they're like, "Oh my god! Like I would listen to this on the radio. I listen to this, why, which is great." Why do you want to like get the younger audience? It's just like to to feel that you're getting like the young people. Just to be able, so I can. Just like being able to relate to them more, like them mm -hmm. to relate to me more, you know, and just have like a variety of like audience, you know. But yeah, for sure. So when you go and you perform live, what is the like your favorite part of that experience when you get to sing in front of people? Definitely when the crowd is like wanting more and more and like they're just like going all crazy and stuff. And just like feeling the music, like I, what I do, what I feed off of is the audience and energy. Like if it's off, I mean, I mean it. Like it all depends on the energy, you know. Like if the energy is good, you best believe it's gonna be insane. Because I remember I did a, a show in Bozeman, Montana. And it was absolutely insane. The energy was so amazing. And what was so cool about it is that it was a variety of age. Like there would be like older people, people in college, people in high school, like kids, which was like so cool to see. And everyone was loving it. Yeah. And like the energy was Absolutely insane. Like people like would like fan me like up on the stage, and like he would like would like throw like um, like roses. Like I remember this girl gave me a bouquet of like roses and this this little rock. It was and it said Vela rocks. Wow. <laughs> so cute. And I love that. I will never forget that moment. It was and then. I signed um, people's chest after the show, which was really fun. Um, it was really funny, um, which was so cool to do. Um, it's just the whole energy, like in that place, was just like top. Uh, oh, like it was like crazy, crazy, crazy. What's your favorite song to perform live? That's a hard question. <laughs> um, I definitely. Hmm. Uh, when I definitely do like Scout That Stars, I love performing that song live. People really love that song. 
um, and definitely out of control. Those two songs I really like performing live. Mm -hmm. People just love that song. Yeah. What about in studio? What's like your the one that you feel that you were able to like get it like perfect that you're like, fuck, this is like fire. <laughs> um, what do you think? Um, it was one of the songs uh, on the album. It was called like, how does it feel? When I first heard it, it was definitely like my older stuff so i was like oh i got this like <laughs> i got this on like the, the t so when we recorded it it was like a piece of cake it took us like two hours to do like it was just like done done you know um that was definitely one of the songs that was like a piece of cake to do did you write that one no, someone wrote it what's your favorite that you have written uh it was definitely this it was uh pushing and this other song called Problem. So Pushin' is about this guy, oh my God, this guy that like, um, that was not taking the hint and stuff. So I wrote the song, I like wrote a song about it, which was Pushin'. And um, Problem was about my, uh, my ex um, after like the breakup and stuff. And I wanted people with these two songs, I wanted people to relate to these two songs because, like, both of these situations happen a lot. Like, guy won't take a hint, a breakup song, you know. Uh, and when the guy won't take a hint, help me with my English here. It's like you like the guy, but he doesn't realize that you like him. No, you you don't like the guy, but oh, he likes you, you don't like the guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the guy can't take a hint that you don't like him and you're like you know what like it's time to step away step away um but i wrote a song about it and um i'm not gonna name tell, it. tell me about this guy don't name names <laughs> tell me a little bit about this situation no because i feel bad because he's actually still one of my friends <laughs> <laughs> uh, but did he take the hint after the song <laughs> he hasn't heard it yet he hasn't heard okay. it yet, but I feel like once he hears, I'm like, oh wait, is this song about me? <laughs> and then I'll be like, uh, well, you want him to get the hint, no? I mean, I feel he already did because I yeah. told him I was like, okay, no, Over. goodbye. Yeah. Well, I guess that situation is a little bit better than going through a breakup. Yeah, for sure. No, yeah. So. Yeah, that was definitely like after the breakup that I went through. It was. Um, it was definitely like a really, really messy one, like a really, really messy one. And I was like, you know what? I have to write this down. Like I have mm -hmm. to. So that's what I did with problem. I was like, you know what? Mm -hmm. Like, cause at the time the breakup, I was in Tampa and I was like, you know what? Like two days I'm flying out to LA. We're going straight to the studio. Like once I, mm -hmm. once I go over there. So that's what I did. Like I called up one of my writers, like, Hey, we are gonna freaking write this song about my ex we're going to and i'm like on it and um yeah that's and we were probably... what's the hook on that one what's like your favorite little piece of writing on that song um it was definitely the chorus was fun to write because um the lyrics are like i'll pretend that you were never there erase your photos like i never cared which I feel like is definitely relatable during like, you know, breakups and stuff because you have like so many memories and stuff, but you don't want to like think of that because like 
this person like literally broke your heart and messed you up big time and you don't want to think of that you know so i definitely put that thought forward for the chorus because i was like you don't want to i'm done with you i'm done with this mm -hmm. goodbye um but it was definitely the writing process was interesting because i was telling this writer the whole story of this this breakup i was like mm -hmm. hey this is what happened and this is the this is what happened and like we're like okay let's write this and um yeah did it help you kind of feel better by putting that on writing and... oh for sure it's like i always say it's like music is such therapy for me because you can just like right away like it's just like and it's just there you know and just yeah. all my feelings and my thoughts just putting a song do you feel now because now you have to sing the song <laughs> so you want to like delete all your pictures like you never existed but now it's like i wrote this song and now it's like yeah now do you think about the person like every time that song comes on i mean of course i mean the song is about so you're torturing yourself <laughs> i mean I'm not, and I mean, what I say is I'm already over this person, so okay. like it's just it doesn't torture me anymore. But um, I feel like to me, this song is like a comeback. Like I'm like, listen, like I'm done with you, like it's over. And I feel like that's like so like really empowering too, because you're mm -hmm. done with this person after they messed you up big time. And being able to write that in a song, I feel like that was amazing to me, because I'm like now. When this person hears this song, they're gonna feel like absolute shit. Like they're like, wow, like this is this is actually like real. Like this person like put thought into this, you know? And um and yeah, this person when they hear this song is probably be really like wow. <laughs> uh but but yeah, I feel like it's just whenever I sing it, I feel so empowered because I'm just like, listen, you're, I'm done with you. Go live your life. I don't care. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure you, that person is not the only one that is going to listen to that song over and over. Mm -hmm. It's the thing with breakups, man. Like, yeah. it's funny how I, I have the one breakup song that I really like. Uh, it's Post Malone over now yeah i fucking love that song it's so powerful and it kind of encapsulates how i was feeling the music is so freaking powerful because mm -hmm. like, the same way you have those breakup songs like for that moment you also have like the love 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 songs that connect with you do you have have you had that experience of like really being in love with someone and oh, yeah. like having that I mean, I remember when, when me and my ex were together, um, I would write these love songs about... Is that the same person that you wrote the other one? Yeah. <laughs> okay, tell me about this, Bella. Yeah. This, this, this is getting interesting. Yeah, tell me about this love song. So, I wrote this love song. It's actually an unreleased one. I wrote this one with um, Macy Gray. Um, it was... Um, it was like a, a, it was an acapella song. So it's like, it was, um, I, let me think, I remember how it sounds. It's like, she makes my heart go blue. Take my time, she makes my heart go blue. 
Yeah, it was like, it was like such like a little cute, like little, little cheesy happy. little acapella, like happy type song. And now thinking of that, I'm like, oh, I was really in deep. <laughs> I was really in deep. Um, are you the like very romantic type? Oh yes. You fall. Oh hard? my god, I fall hard, hard, hard. Like when I was with this person, I was like head over heels. But um, looking back on that, I was like, oh my god, I wasted so much time on this person. But if, I I don't see it as a waste if you were really in love. Yeah. Because think about true. it. You, it's funny, like when you were in love, it's so much about the other person. Mm -hmm as much as it is about you because mm -hmm. you're the one experiencing the love that you have for that person mm -hmm. and this is something that one of my friends uh kind of helped me realize mm -hmm. uh, i recently went through a divorce and and i got married at 21 i was married for like nine years almost 10 years mm -hmm. and then my life completely changed mm -hmm. and then i got into this new world of like well now dating another person and like all of that and my friend said something that was really interesting when you're going through problems with like imagine loving someone but you don't really feel that the person is loving you the same way that was my situation yeah yeah that was my situation it was always like a i gave my 110 percent while this person gave 50 percent. yeah which i had to deal with that and it was yeah. heartbreaking yeah and I was giving all my time and effort. And mind you, I was in LA and this person was in Tampa at the time. And um, it was it was hard being distanced towards like, but this person ended up being a real douchebag. Yeah. Ended up hooking up with the person that was worried about like a week later after the break. Oh, it was all over the place. Yeah. Um, but. But yeah, it was, it was crazy. But you know what? Like I, I don't think of that stuff anymore because it's just like it was in the past. Mm -hmm. Don't gotta deal with it now. Don't gotta deal with it no longer. Yeah, it's done in the past. Yeah. But um, you also live and learn. Yeah. But hopefully that doesn't keep you from doing the same or going after the same level of love for someone else. Yeah. But something that it's really difficult when you're in love and then something like that happens, the next time around, you're gonna be like, you're gonna guard your heart. Yeah, that's that's exactly what's gonna happen to me. But I hope, it, I hope you are aware of it. And while you're protecting your heart, you also give yourself the chance to fall in love again and love hard because the person that is coming next they deserve like 100 percent of your love mm -hmm. and you deserve it like this is the realization that my friend was uh helping me see it's like when you're loving this other person you are the one having the experience so like don't even worry about what the other person is doing mm -hmm. yeah. because at the end of the day you are enjoying your feelings mm -hmm while you're having them so. with that person. Now, protect yourself and, and be aware and know like if someone doesn't deserve you, they should not get your time and your attention, mm -hmm. 100%. Oh, for sure. But allow yourself to 
man, like being in love is so, so it is, amazing. It is, it is amazing. It's such a great feeling. Like, I, yeah, but this person was my first love. And like, it was just like so surreal and stuff. Because I've been with a couple of people before, but this person like really did take a toll on me as yeah. a person. And like, honestly, the whole relationship made me learn. I'm like, damn, like, it's like, like, this is, I mean, this is gonna, I mean, at some point it's gonna happen, but like, I mean, how do you put this? Uh, I just realized that I deserved so much better, you know, in general. And I feel like the bare minimum, like, like even this person wasn't even giving like the, the bare minimum. And I feel like, like I shouldn't even be like selling. I should, it should be more, you know? And like I know exactly how you're. No, I you know exactly you know how you're. It should be more than like the bare minimum, mm -hmm. and I had to. Do, I mean, there's even times I wasn't even getting the bare minimum at all. Yeah. So, one day when I get that, it's gonna feel so amazing because, and I can't wait for that, you know. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait to write the love songs again. Yeah. But then if they cross me, I'm gonna do the breakup song. <laughs> They're gonna, they'll break up something. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Dude, uh, music, I just is definitely therapy for me when it comes to, to, to all situations of and and just life. You know. Uh, but what about being an artist and having like your big Instagram account, your big TikTok account? Does that get in the way, or does that help? Like, how? for relationships and like you thinking of dating and all that how do you mix your career with that i mean like right now i'm not focusing on a relationship mm -hmm. right now because i need to like focus on my own shit yeah. you know but if there is a come to time i don't want this person to be with me just because i have this amount of following or mm -hmm. or something i just want them because they want to love me for me, you know, yeah. not just which is gonna get harder and harder yeah, because, like, as you grow with your career, yeah, more people are going to know who you are, and also you want someone that can handle all of that because mm -hmm. you're gonna be traveling, you're gonna be meeting so many other people, doing photo shoots, like working. You need a, a dude that can actually like be ready for that. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, we need to help. If any guy comes and talks to you. Well, you got your dad, so he got you covered. <laughs> if you need someone to filter whether someone's good or not, let me know. Like, we'll we'll check him out, make sure he's good. Slap him around. Just slap him around. He's <laughs> like, Whoa. yeah. Oh my god. So now, what do you got with the with the new album? What do you got planned? Like, are you going to do shows? We have the party tomorrow with the release. Like, mm -hmm. tell me about everything you got going on. So, yes, we're having an album release party tomorrow, which I'm super excited about. Um, it's gonna be so exciting. But, um, yeah, I'm gonna do uh, some shows around here, which I'm really excited about. I'm doing one Hotel Ziggy again. Again, okay. Um, I'm doing the Viper Room, which is wow. a dream. Oh. <laughs> I've always been one to do a Viper Room, uh, like ever since I was a kid. Like I've always wanted to perform there, so doing that is gonna be so surreal. But um, but yeah, 
I'm like super excited for the shows. We're definitely gonna promote the songs more because I definitely, I'm just gonna push through on like all these songs because I really think these songs are amazing. I really want the world to see, to hear them, you know, and show how amazing this album is, you know. Well, thank you so much, Vela, for coming and talking with me and telling me about everything that you're doing. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for watching. If you like this episode, check out this other episode with my friend Jimmy. He's also a singer, a musician. I think you're gonna love his episode. And like always, share the episode with a friend and we'll see you back on the next one.